0: But it's quite possible that Eve heard it from Adam. Yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Did he really say that? Well, yes, he did. But it's been his desire to just confuse us and to trick us. And he started with Eve and got to her. Remember in John chapter number 8, Jesus is speaking to the Jews who would not believe and who were uh, antagonistic and the Pharisees who hated him and even suggested that he was born of fornication in the same chapter, John 8. And you get to John chapter 8, and verse 44, it says, "'Ye are of your father the devil, "'and the lusts of your father ye will do. "'He was a murderer from the beginning "'and abode not in the truth.'" because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it he is the father of lies and it doesn't matter what it is if it's a lie it needs to be exposed as a lie lies are evil they're wrong and sometimes we don't even understand how dangerous the lie is but we need to recognize anything that's false needs to be pointed out that's that's false there's something wrong there there's something not right there and we need to be aware of that because satan's behind that he is the father of lies and he makes everything complicated where god had made it simple look at second corinthians chapter 11 second corinthians chapter 11 i'll try not to flip around so much after this but second corinthians chapter 11 and verse number three, second Corinthians eleven and verse three. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve, deceived Eve, through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You know what I love about God and the Word of God? It's simple enough, I can get it. It's simple enough I can understand it. As a matter of fact. Even a child can understand and a child can receive salvation. But Satan complicates things. He makes it complicated. He makes it convoluted and and confused. But it was simple. I mean, it was really simple. Think about it. It was just, don't eat of that tree there and that tree there. That's it. That's simple. I mean, you don't even have to get up in the morning if you don't want to. You don't even have to wear clothes if you don't want to. You don't have any other rules, but that, I mean, you talk about simple. That was as simple, and why does it get complicated? Because we listen to the devil. And the devil is the best salesman there ever was, and he sells us this bunch of lies and makes it all complicated and convoluted and confusing. And we are living in a day where everybody's confused about everything, and nothing is straightforward and simple and, and people might even say you're such a simpleton it's not just it's not as simple listen God's still simple his word is still simple salvation is still simple sometimes I'm sometimes in, in our complicated lives that we live and I pull out the Bible and I'm just showing someone how to be saved it just amazes me as I sharing that with them it really is simple it's just Jesus Christ is God's son and God loved the world and gave him and you can be saved, you can be born again if you'll just understand that he died to save us, he died to pay the sin debt we can't pay we just have to believe and trust in him and have faith in him and Satan wants to make it all complicated so he's the author of confusion he's a liar, he complicates that which should have been simple and secondly you can you can know this for sure as I already alluded to Satan wants to corrupt the word of God and God's message, He wants to corrupt it. He wants to twist it and change it. Right here in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, look down at verse, uh, verse number thirteen. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Listen to me. You've got to understand this. <clears throat> I, I'm, I, I, I wish people would realize Satan is not doing what the cartoon said what do you mean by that pastor he's not running around in a red suit with a pitchfork that's not what he's doing he is transforming he is wearing camouflage what kind of camouflage not green not not the color of the forest or the sand such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of christ and no marvel for satan himself it's transformed into an angel of light. Lucifer has the has the word "lucent" in it, the idea of, of of light, and he is not the light, but he has the ability to be a chameleon and to transform himself into something that looks beautiful. Verse fifteen. Therefore, it is no great thing. It, it should not be a great a great amazing thing, if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works understand that there are false preachers out there there's false doctrine out there there's false apostles out there i showed a few months ago these crazy crazy testimonies that people were giving so that they could be baptized and there was this church out in in california called bethel it's very famous it's people online watch and there's lots of music that gets sung from the bethel church out there in california it is not the house of god even if they use bethel it's not the house of god and there was these crazy testimonies well i just i just want to be a warrior for jesus for the animal kingdom oh isn't it wonderful that was warm and fuzzy and let's baptize her and on and on satan corrupts god's word and god's message now, he has all kinds of ways. In fact, let me just explain this to you. He doesn't care how religious you are, and he doesn't care how many sermons you listen to as long as you don't get the simple truth of the Word of God. That's what he. And so don't be marveled at this. Don't be amazed. Don't marvel at the fact that Satan knows how to look good. And there are a lot of charlatans who are reverend wonderfuls. They are reverend wonderfuls and everyone says oh what a wonderful I just heard Joel Osteen's wife the other day say straightforward heresy came straight out of her mouth Jesus was a man until God touched him that's that's heresy man that's not the Jesus of the Bible but there is a the old Houston Astro Stadium is filled with people to go listen to Joel and his wife that's just one example and they make it onto Fox News as Christian ministers Okay, Satan wants to corrupt the word of God and God's message and there are false preachers they're deceitful and we ought not be amazed at this and it ca- it, it, it requires you to be dishonest and to be blind to truth and to be unbalanced on an optimistic way I refuse to think pessimistic listen you better be balanced about all this you better realize that this is this is real truth here, and the truth hurts, and that's why we want we don't want to hear this. No, no, they're all Christians. I don't, I, I don't really, you know, I, <laughs> I don't really believe most of the TV preachers are going to be in heaven. I really don't. I didn't say all of them, but I, I really don't believe so. And Sarah, Satan corrupts the word of God and God's message. He has false apostles, deceitful workers, preaching what sounds good. But man, I'm telling you, it can sound good and not be good. And then look at Second Corinthians chapter number 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Just back up a few pages to chapter 2. This thing with Bibles and God's word being corrupted, this isn't something new this isn't something new first of all i already showed you how that satan the first thing he did was say did god really say that he's the one that started casting doubt on what god told man and he's been doing it since the garden of eden and you can see right here two thousand years ago it was going on because in second corinthians chapter two the very last verse says for we paul says we are not as many which corrupt the word of god there are people out there today as there were people two thousand years ago and before who corrupt the Word of God. You, all you gotta do is change a few words in the Bible to and, and you can you can just make any you can make all kinds of things out of it. <clears throat> there is something called the Queen James Bible. And it's it's all they did was they just changed a few verses so that it would be pro homosexual. There is a corruption of the Word of God. But that's just, that's a one of bizarre example. There are more, many more examples that are more subtle. And we know that there are Bible versions that are missing certain verses and verses that are taken out, which then makes it look like baptism is how you get saved. And then there's many other things that are more subtle than that that we don't even think about. I just read the other day, see the Gideons, I, I appreciate the Gideon's zeal, but the Gideons don't hand out the King James anymore. They gave us, our church last summer, they gave us two boxes of about 100 New Testaments that were Old King James. Man, we're excited. We we say, yeah, we'll take them. But typically, they're handing out something different. They're handing out maybe a New King James or an NIV. And there are verses in those, especially like the NIV, there are verses that are missing. But to placate them, they'll add those verses in, even when that particular version doesn't have it in there. Because they know their clientele is going to say, wait a minute, what's where's where'd those go? So they're so they're compromising with the whole thing. It's so frustrating. And there's a copyright on all your modern versions, because you can't possibly do all this without making marketing it and making it a money thing. And the love of money is the root of all evil. Satan corrupts the word of God and God's message. Very subtle. Of course, there's the there's the TV and the movie industry with Jesus as well. I'm telling you, that is easily twisted and changed. That easily changes what the Word of God, Jesus, is to something else that someone imagines Jesus to be, and adds just a little bit here and a little bit there, and takes out, and it changes the message. And you say, no, it doesn't change the message. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Last month. Times Square in New York City. All of a sudden, every screen turned into a Jesus movie, and it was just and 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 someone shared it and uh, and I started to watch. It. I was like, wow. I mean, this is like, you know, all all the, where all those screens are on the on the streets there, and and it's all just this about Jesus. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, who paid for this? You know, this is expensive. And I'm watching it and I'm wondering, you know and and it was about Jesus and it, and it was but it, but it wasn't super specific but it was it was about Jesus or what I, what it looked like to be about Jesus and then you get towards the end and there's just and there's just this little website so I clicked on the website who is this it's the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day saints well that makes sense they've got the money to do that but they don't have the Jesus of the bible a pastor shared that hey isn't this exciting and I just said hey not when I found out it was about the Mormons and here's the thing we are suckers for marketing and somehow we think that if we can get it on screen it will be more believed than this old dusty lies that's a lie no movie is better than this book's always better than the movie when you're talking about the Bible I was talking to someone not too long ago about Noah's Ark I don't mean the real one I mean the one in Kentucky I'm not not so anti Noah's Ark that I'm going to scream about it I've been there some of you might have been there but I can't help but remember what Abraham said to the rich man They have the Bible. If they won't believe the Bible, they won't believe a dead man if he comes back and talks to them. Now, I'm not too surprised at Noah's Ark being built and all the money that went behind it because they already haven't been using the King James. You say, Pastor, you're talking about good people. I know, but people who have compromised with the idea that we need to help God get his word out because he didn't do it good enough when he gave it. We need to go and preach the word. The Bible says preach the word. And you go through the ark and you get to the end and there's a little Bible Bible history museum in the very last section that you go through. And even as it comes into the English, there's, there's nothing there about the good old King James Bible. I'm not saying that God can't use Christians who are sincere without a King James Bible to reach people. But it's that slippery slope that starts here. and, And here it doesn't look so bad. But it keeps going like this. And I'm telling you who's behind that. I'm telling you who's behind that. And the world says, so you guys need to build million dollars something or other to convince us? No, we don't. How did you get saved? Did you see a screen in New York City? Were you in a theater watching a movie? Or did somebody with an old-fashioned Bible tell you about Jesus Christ? The good old-fashioned way still works and it absolutely confounds the devil satan knows how powerful god's word is you remember when jesus was fasting for 40 days you've read that and satan comes to tempt him and jesus said have you ever seen this movie Jesus quoted him the Bible three times he just quoted him the Bible and we all know this he was doing it to show us that's how you fight the devil you believe in the word and you use it that's what we have to we have to understand that it isn't hard it isn't complicated but we got to use what God gave us to use and it's called the sword of the spirit the word of God now, what's, why is this so important? Well, the devil confuses the Bible way of salvation. We are in Genesis chapter 3. After he fools Eve, then their sin enters in, and Adam chooses to follow Eve, and there's sin. And then chapter 4, there's Cain and Abel. And what we see is we see Cain trying to offer his fruits and vegetables, the works of his hands. And and that's that's been the way of man, to earn God's favor Abel on the other hand offered a lamb and I believe wholeheartedly it's because that's what his parents taught him I believe that they got it from the understanding that when when they sinned at the end of Genesis chapter 3 they tried to make an apron out of fig leaves and God killed something the reason why I know he killed something is because he made them coats out of skins and my guess is that he killed two lambs and took the skin of those animals and made them coats to wear. And they had to have been horrified to watch innocent creatures who had been their pets laying there bleeding and dying so that they could be atoned for and covered. I think that's why Abel offered a lamb and maybe, maybe Cain just didn't like that. Maybe he didn't believe that. Or maybe it just bothered him. Or whatever the reason, Cain tried to offer something of his own efforts. And that's been the way of man all throughout history, is to try to either go the way of Cain or the way of Abel. The Bible tells us, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. It is truly the gift of God. Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Young people, you can get baptized when you understand that Jesus Christ died to save you, died to atone for your sin, and you trust in him and him alone for salvation. Old people, you can get saved, you can get baptized when you know and understand that. Every one of us, old and young alike, we can trust Christ and then be born again. And after that, we can be baptized. You don't have to wait to a certain age. It's just an age where you understand that. And you understand. And so that is why even a child. Now, we don't encourage little ones to just say a prayer and then, and then confuse them that way. We want that to be something they understand. The devil confuses the Bible way of salvation to the point where now you have people standing up saying, I want to be a warrior for the animal kingdom. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Let's baptize her. And all these other crazies. And so then people say, I got baptized. And and, and listen, up until 10 or 20 years ago, if someone said, I got baptized yesterday, I'd be like, wow. Now I'm like, well, can you explain that to me? Can you tell me why? What was, Why? because there are so many ministers of righteousness who are promoting a lie. Here's what you got to understand. Satan doesn't care if you get baptized, as long as you don't get saved. Satan doesn't care how many times a week you go to church, how many times you read through the Bible, how many times you... Do all kinds of religious stuff as long as you aren't saved, he don't care about that. And as long as you are like a pied piper leading other people to a false way, he doesn't care how many other things we do religious wise And I would have to say that there are lots of people probably in hell. As we go to Matthew chapter seven, we know there are lots of people in hell. But I think a lot of those people who are in hell right now are there having done wonderful religious things. I think there are a lot of people in hell that got baptized sometime in their life. Sometime in their life they either got sprinkled or fully dunked or whatever it might be. There's a lot of people in hell that got baptized somewhere, quote unquote baptized. But Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 Jesus And, of course, verse 15 says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in red suits with pitchforks. No. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But they say good things. He that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, and we know what that is, to trust him, to believe his word. Many, verse 22, will say, many to me, many, excuse me, will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out, well, if you cast out a devil, you must be a Christian. Well, you know, the devil is in charge of the devils. So if the devil saw somebody who wasn't a Christian trying to perform some sort of devil exorcism couldn't the devil fool the people he's the the prince of the devils and in thy name done many wonderful works it isn't the works and it isn't the magic tricks verse 23 and then will I profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work Iniquity, And then he goes on to talk about the wise man and the foolish man, how the wise man built his house upon the rock, the foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the difference between the two. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, in today's modern society, in our world today, especially here in this country, I do believe one of the biggest frauds and one of the biggest lies in, in, in what we would call the umbrella of Christianity is the baptism salvation, the false belief that baptism saves you. Maybe along with that would be the uh, false belief that you can lose your salvation. Salvation that comes from God cannot be lost It is the gift of God. It is not of works. If you're saved, you are saved because you received something from Christ and it was a gift that you didn't earn. And because you didn't earn it, you can't lose it. And young or old or like tonight, if you're hearing me right now and you're thinking, but I thought you had to earn it. You don't have to earn it. Our friend Cassandra died 11 months ago. I remember her when the light bulb came on out in the foyer there and we were talking and and all of a sudden it was just like you could see the light bulb come on when she realized I don't have to earn it. No. It's a gift. You just receive it. I don't have to try to be good enough to... No. You just believe it and receive it. When people start talking about baptism being necessary for salvation, you got to go to First Corinthians chapter one and look at verse fourteen. It says, "I thank God." Paul says, "I thank God that I baptized none of you." Well, now why would someone be thankful that they didn't baptize someone if baptism was how you get saved? He said, "Except for Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I baptized in mine own name." And I baptize also the house of Stephanas besides I know not whether I baptize any other and then he says verse 17 here's the key verse for Christ sent me not to baptize but to preach the gospel well you know what that means that means the gospel is different than baptism if he said I'm not supposed to be baptizing I'm supposed to be preaching the gospel in other words I'm supposed to be telling people how to get saved and then somebody else can baptize them it's clear that baptism and the gospel are two different things and I'm telling you, I don't care how nice they are. I don't care how sincere they are. You got friends, I got friends that are trusting in their baptism. We know the Lutherans and Catholics emphasize baptism from the time they're, they're babies. We know how how essential that seems to be to them. And yet we know from the word of God that that's, turns into a work. And so Satan looks down and says, you know, I can try to use this to confuse people. And as long as people think they're saved, maybe they'll think they're saved all the way to hell. And So he has confused the Bible way of salvation. And he really doesn't care how religious you are. Because here's what he knows. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. He knows this day's coming because it's coming for him. In fact, the beginning of Revelation chapter 20, it talks about Satan being cast into the bottomless pit. And it gets to the to about verse 10, and it says, And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I'm going to tell you right now, when that finally happens, that's going to be an awesome, awesome time. When Satan has finally gotten rid of. And then verse 11 says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there were found no place for them. This is God Almighty sitting on his white throne, and he's going to judge the unsaved. It says in verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And that's why they're in trouble, because they were being judged according to their works instead of according to the atonement of Jesus Christ. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. That's it. And Satan knows that's how it ends. And so he doesn't care how he fools you. He doesn't care how much religious stuff you do. If you die and go to hell, he wins. And he goes to hell into the bottomless pit, laughing at you for following him. That's why everything's so confusing. Because he's wicked to the core. <coughs> and because he lies on top of lies. And maybe you know someone who's kind of like that. Not as bad as Satan, no one is that evil. But they just can't be trusted for anything. And maybe we know of people who. Maybe they're in this country and maybe they are world leaders today and you can't trust a thing that comes out of their mouth. Someone said if liar, liar, pants on fire really happened, the news would be more interesting. For sure. A lot of political speeches would be a lot more interesting. But we are being lied to all the time we can't keep up with it. And what I love, there's a, a song, I think it's, I don't know if it's in this hymnal, I know it's in the other one that we use, but it's called Always the Same. And it comes out of Hebrews chapter 13 where it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Don't you hate me and lie to? One of my memorable radio commercials goes like this but you said you'd hold the room for us that's what you said sorry we gave your room away but we had a reservation well we didn't think you were coming so we gave it away don't you hate being lied to got a contract Josh got a contract don't you hate it when people lie and, and they sell you halogen fluid for your headlights? Your, your, your daughter goes to the mechanic shop and her, her transmission's so bad they sell her two of them. Don't you hate... You got it. Someone... In fact, it was the Angles. Do you know any plumbers... Or concrete workers or construction workers you can trust that you could recommend. Why are they doing that? Smart. I know someone right now, right now, who can't live in the house they they've paid for because it wasn't built to code. Because some dingling from out of town was the one they hired to build the house. And now it's a court case a mess. I hate being lied to. So frustrating. Who's the father of lies? We read that tonight. It's Satan. And I hate the lies on top of the lie. I hate watching young people believe the devil. He's a liar. And the world, in fact, they've got songs and they go like this, tell me lies, tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Why? Because... Because they're better than the truth. I'd rather hear the lies. Not me. I've been going to dentists a few times in the last couple months. But what I need is for one of them to tell me the truth. I don't want to hear it. That's what I'm going to need. Now, we'll go to Romans chapter 1. Who is the author of confusion? Romans chapter 1, verse 20. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise they became fools I mentioned that I think it might have been in Sunday school but I mentioned how that for several decades now through tax dollars and and funding and protection from laws we've had generation after generation being told and brainwashed to believe that we all evolved and there is no creation we're just big bang And we just got here because of evolutionary big bang theory. And we're all just evolving as human beings and we used to be something else. And they profess themselves to be wise and they become fools. Now I'm thankful that God opened my eyes years ago. I do not take the credit for the fact that I understand creation. I just know that God helped me to see it and see it clearly. There are some who believe in theistic evolution. They believe that God used evolution to create the world. That, to me, is, is disrespectful to God. You know, the Bible says, In six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested. And then you get to Exodus, and he told the people of Moses and the the Israelite people of the Old Testament that he wanted them to work six days and on the seventh day he wanted them to rest well theistic evolution says well they weren't necessarily 24 hour days each day could be like a day age theory so each day could have been lots and lots of years and so and what they're trying to do is compromise the science with the Bible the Bible warns us about science falsely so-called. No, God said six days, and on the seventh day he rested. Well, pastor, why can't, I mean, maybe it was, a maybe it was, diff, days were different back then. No, because in Exodus chapter 20, he used the creation story to teach them the Sabbath he said you'll work six days and on the seventh day you'll rest just like God did he created everything in six days and on the seventh day he rested so was God telling them work for billions of years and then rest for a billion years no so the day age theory doesn't work and if you just know the Bible and you just believe the Bible you'll figure that out so you can't compromise with this Either there's a creator or there's not a creator. And we've got a document hanging on the wall out there. It used to be pretty important. It still is, but nobody thinks it is anymore. But it says we are endowed by our capital C creator with certain unalienable rights. See, they weren't confused back then like we are today. Oh, this evolutionary stuff was getting floated around in the 1700s but there was too much bible and there wasn't enough public school <laughs> to twist it and so they no 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 but professing themselves to be wise they became fools and they want god to go away because they're they're anti god verse Twenty three, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, to birds, to four footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator. Who is blessed forever, amen. And that's what we see all around us the creatures are being worshiped, but not the creator. There are animal worshipers, there are people who worship human celebrities, but nobody wants to just worship the creator, it seems. And verse 26 says this for this cause, because they don't want rules. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. Okay, you want to live as vile as you can? You want to be godless? Last week we showed a, a video for our our New Year's Eve service, and we showed a film, and it was a good story, and I'm glad we showed it, and especially for the young people that were here as well, but I almost showed a different one. And it's called Time Changer. That one shows how that if you'll just take God out of it, and you'll believe the lie that you can still be moral without God, which is exactly what's happened in the last hundred years. See, Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith's not a bad show, but Andy Griffith is a really good example of what it's like to to have a moral community without really an emphasis on god and the word of god it's make-believe it's all fairy tale you can't do it because without god you don't even have morals it eventually decays into nothing and i think it was john adams said we gave the constitution for a moral and religious people it will not work otherwise you have to be christians you have to be bible believers or it will crumble and that's why it's crumbling because satan knew that if we'll just get god out of it they'll they'll convince themselves they're still moral but they'll just can start comparing themselves with themselves and they won't be and finally when it gets to that point where god gave them up to vile affections so tonight, I've been talking about confusion. And when you go to a store, sometimes it's in Custer, in Rapid City, or wherever, and you go somewhere, and this big burly dude stands up and goes, Hi, my name's Peggy. Can I help you? And he's like, uh, That's confusion. Peggy's got a skirt on, big fat hairy legs, lipstick but Peggy's not Peggy that's confusion where did that come from erasing this the liar Satan and you have to lie to yourself for a long time before you can stand out in public and then try to sell your lie to everybody else and that's where we are and God's given them up to strong delusion that they would believe a lie. Romans chapter 1, I'll keep reading. Verse 26, For this cause God gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their heart lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving themselves that recompense of their error which was meet and even as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge god gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, that means truce breakers, unmerciful. That's who they are over with me if you would to second Thessalonians chapter two it's it says it and I think it says it maybe in a a way that we could even see it a little bit more clearly second Thessalonians chapter two and verse 10 and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved you see if you'd love the truth you wouldn't believe lies And for this cause, because they didn't love the truth, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's what happens. They truth they hate truth they hate anything that sounds like God or the word of God and they want to believe a lie and they are into a strong delusion it's only by the mercy of God that they could be rescued from that situation now if you'll turn over with me to 2nd Timothy chapter 3 I'm almost done so the confuser has done a very good job we Christians haven't been nearly as energetic about winning souls as Satan has been the best soul winner in the world is the devil. The devil has won more souls than Jesus has. And he's won more souls than any one of, of us will ever win. And Second Timothy chapter number 3, it says in verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Confusion. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers. That's that same as that other word that we read earlier. You can't trust them. They break their promise. False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitor, Traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And verse number twelve says, Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Hey, I can show you a black and white TV commercial from nineteen sixty-four put out by the los angeles police department in anaheim california and the police put out this infomercial and i can show it to you. you can look it up on our church youtube website oh i guess not now we'll probably get it erased pretty soon from youtube now that i said it you can look it up and it's a warning against the homosexual predators that are out there after the boys in california It's a warning from the police department. Watch out. They're after your boys. Teach your boys to stay away from strange men. Watch out. That's from the police department in Los Angeles in 1964. Look it up. I can't remember the title of it, but you can find it on our own church YouTube for the next 24 hours. We've drifted. We've we've evolved higher now. We've discovered how wrong that thinking was. We've we've come a long ways. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't think anybody's gonna get elected to any national office unless you compromise with the homosexuals. I think you you have to compromise in order to get elected now. Not so much with the homosexuals as with the wicked people who promote it. Who want it. I remember we were still in the old church building. <clears throat> we were still in the old building over here when the Green Lantern decided that he was going to start writing homosexuals and, be, and turn the Green Lantern into a homosexual hero. And the reason why is because the man who was the author of the Green Lantern had a son who had come out of the closet. It, it, see, you got to there's a reason for the lies you can't just admit the truth that your son's a homosexual and that it's wrong so what you have to do is you have to make it right now you have to change the rules and if there's no god you just change the rules and so in these last days perilous times shall come why because satan is the author of confusion so in verse number 13 evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived and there are seducers and there is wicked filth and when you start getting into the child trafficking let me tell you something it's going to get more disgusting than you even want to know ought to look up Boys Town Omaha Nebraska sometime evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse deceiving and being deceived well what do we do now because we're here what should we do well here's what the Bible says to do starting with perilous times shall come in verse 1 it says continue in the scriptures verse 1 of chapter 4 I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom preach the word it doesn't say Le- leave the word at home and use something different now it says preach the word be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. And there are a lot of churches right now who aren't even using the Bible anymore. They're preaching fables and motivational speeches. And people love to have it so. And I'm telling you, you and I have to hang on to the word. And you might have Christian friends who when it really starts to cave and it's caving. And when it really starts to turn into an avalanche, the problem is they've never been taught to hang on to the word. In fact, when they go to church, everybody's got a different kind. And they've got no trust and no confidence in the Bible because there, there is no the Bible in their church. They've had a warm, fuzzy feeling from a movie. They've had a warm, fuzzy feeling from some whatever feel-good, whatever it might be, some fable, some this, some that, maybe some Christian rock music thing that they heard, and they've got a warm, fuzzy. But they don't have confidence in the word that they read every day. What are we supposed to do in these last days of confusion? Continue in the word. Preach the word. Just keep preaching the word. I'm so thankful I even have the word. We just have to keep preaching the word and not worry about whether or not we're relevant or whether or not we're understood. Just preach the word. And I, I hope I convey to everyone, I really believe it. I really believe what I have in my hand is God's word, and I'm going to keep preaching the word of God. And I believe it was given to me for these days. And I appreciate some in our church during COVID who said, we're not going to shut down, are we? That's encouraging to have that question asked that way. And I appreciate the fact that we even had local politicians in our state that were helping in that regard. But really, it's like, you know what? Out there, it says the first, the very first amendment says, Congress shall make no law, and there will be a freedom of assembly. But then in here, it says we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together in church's assembly. So we just need to recognize it for what it is. It's a trick from Satan to get us all to stop assembling. And I alluded to it this morning, but that's what one old founding father said. One of our old patriots said, give me liberty or give me death. But don't take my liberty and then tell me, I'm going to be better for it because I won't be. I decided here's what I decided I know some of the deputies personally and I can't think of any of them wanting to come in here and drag me out of here because they don't want to make the news you got to hang on to the word you got to preach the word you got to teach you got to emphasize to your friend listen the Bible is where it's at don't get away from the word of God Psalm one nineteen, one o five. 105 thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path I need God's word every day I need to hide it in my heart that I might not sin against thee it is the very word of God so one passage and we're done I just want to read this one verse Ecclesiastes chapter number 12 Ecclesiastes chapter 12 what do we do in these last days what do we do with the confusion that Satan has put out there What do we do? How do we operate? It's really simple. I just love how simple everything is if you just keep it simple. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. God will take care of it. You fear God and you keep his commandments. You may have to die before he gets it straightened out, but I'm telling you, you fear God and keep his commandments, everything else will fall into place. We just got to keep hanging on to the word of God. Why is everything so confusing? Because I think a lot of Christians stop hanging on to the Bible. And we know the wicked out there don't care about the Bible. We haven't emphasized the Bible enough in, in Christian circles, let alone the world. We need to get back to saying thus saith the Lord this is what God's word says and you will stand before him someday whether you believe it or not you will meet him someday keep hanging on to God's word fear God and keep the commandments that's what our job is it's really simple and if you'll keep it simple you won't get confused let's pray dear God thank you for your word we truly We truly want to say that. Thank you for your word. Your word is the instrument by which we judge everything else. Your word is the lens by which we view everything else. Your word is the ruler by which we measure everything else. Your word is the lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Your word is there for us. You left us your word. You said heaven and earth would pass, but your word wouldn't pass. <clears throat> we, are, we, are, we are silly to not believe Satan doesn't care about your word. He cares very much about destroying your word, about confusing people with a false copy, with a watered-down version. Help us to quit believing the lie that we can water down Jesus and still get people saved. We can water down Jesus and still have truth. We can't change your word. And we can't neglect it and trade it for something else. Lord, help us to be people of the book. Bible believers. People who don't just own one, but we read it. And may it be evident then to those in our midst that that we are clear-headed and we're able to think clearly because we've been feasting on your word And when the lie comes up, we can see it for what it is. And we're not bombarded with traps and lies of Satan because we're aware of it. Your word makes us prudent. It's the light to our feet. It's the light to our path. Help us to not be fooled by Satan this year. Help us to recognize this world is confusing, but we don't have to be because we're supposed to be children of light. So help us to do what you said continue in the scriptures continue in the word and not lay aside help us to recognize that's the number one goal of satan is to get us to let go of our sword help us not to do it but to rather hang on to it and fight with it and live by it and trust in it we ask in jesus name amen